Tuesday Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Jerry Hausner, Hans Conried, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Blank's little town, all the I'll let it go until the last minute swains are feverishly buying gifts for their girlfriends. In the furriers, we hear, This is a beautiful fur coat. Fine, I'll take it with me. And further down the street, we hear, This is a beautiful handbag. Good. Wrap it up for me. And still further down the street, where Mel Blank is engaged in getting a gift for his girlfriend, Betty, we hear, This is a beautiful watch. Thanks, but can't you loan me more than $5 on it? <laughs> So Mel pawned the watch, and now we find him back in the fix-it shop, figuring up the amount he has for Betty's gift. Now, let's see. I borrowed five. I pawned the watch for five. I closed out my savings account at the bank. That's another dollar. Eleven dollars. What can I get, Betty? Oh, I know. Every time I go to her house and we sit in the parlor, the lights go out. I ought to get her a flashlight. No, a flashlight isn't a gift for a woman. It isn't a gift for a man, either. It's really a gift for an usher. (laughs) Oh, well, it's late. I better close the fix-it shop and buy the gift. Hello, Mel. Oh, hello, Betty. I didn't expect to see you here. I thought you'd be busy at your father's big Christmas party. How's it coming along? Oh, fine. Except for Willie Murdoch. He's awfully fresh, you know. As soon as he came in, he tried to kiss me. Kiss you? Mm -hmm. Why, I'll kill him! Gosh, Mel, you should see how strong Willie is since he took those barbell exercises. Strong? Mm. Well, Betty, it's a free country. Every man can do what he wants. Oh, Mel, when you talk like that, I sometimes think you don't love me at all. Oh, you know I do, Betty. Gosh, if we were only married, how wonderful it would be. Yes. Every Christmas we'd have a tree. And I'd come down the chimney, and on the mantelpiece would be your stocking and my stocking. And they'd be another stocking, or two, or even three. Betty, how many feet does your father have? (laughs) Gee, I wish I'd been invited to your father's party. Oh, well, Mel, that's what I came down here for. To invite me? Yes, in fact, father said, Betty, I want to make it possible for Mel Blank to feel the warmth of Christmas spirit. Well, I don't know, Betty. Last time your father said that, he got me halfway to the furnace. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly, darling. Come on, they must be looking for me at the party. Okay, Betty. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, 
I got to get something very important. I'll tell you what. Uh, you go on and I'll be there in a short while, huh? Well, if it's that important, all right. I'll see you later, darling. Bye. Bye. Oh, what can I get for Betty? Gosh, she sure is beautiful. She looks just like the cover girl on this month's Drill Press Digest. <laughs> Miss Conveyor Belt of 1947. Hello, Mel. Oh, hello, Mrs. Bradley, and Merry Christmas. Uh, what brings you in here at this late hour? Well, Mel, you've been so nice all year fixing all of little Bobby's broken toys that I thought I'd bring you a Christmas present. Here. Oh, gee, thanks, Mrs. Bradley. Just what I've always wanted. A dollar bill. <laughs> oh, oh, there's some writing here. To Mel. A Merry Christmas and a Happy Henry Morgan Thaw Jr. <laughs> oh, I'm reading your writing and the government's. <laughs> well, I've got to close up, Mrs. Bradley. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, what's the matter, Mrs. Bradley? Oh, I was just thinking. You know, Mel, Bobby and I are alone, and for the past few years we haven't had any Santa Claus come down our chimney. Well, it's gotten so that Bobby doesn't believe there is a Santa Claus. Oh, gosh, that's one of the worst things I know, a kid not believing in Santa Claus. Well, I've got to go, Mrs. Bradley. Mel, I was just thinking that if you don't have anything important to do tonight, maybe you'd play Santa Claus for my Bobby. Me play Santa? Mm-hmm. Oh, but Mrs. Bradley, I've got a very important... Oh. No. I don't have anything to do anyway, not, not anything that's more important than making a kid believe in Santa Claus. I'll come down that chimney tonight. Oh, oh, Zuki. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, Mel. Oh, oh, hello, Mrs. Bradley. Bradley. Thanks. Now, look, Zuki, I want you to go over to Betty's house and tell her I'm sick. But, Mel, what can he say is wrong with you? Anything. Tell Betty I was bitten by a streptococcus. No, no, she just saw me. Oh, I know. Tell her I'm in the hospital. I tried to mail a package at the last minute. <laughs> Mrs. Bradley, tonight I'm going to convince your son that there is a Santa Claus. Now, hurry up, Zuki. Oh, thanks, Mel. Oh, uh, leave it to me, Mel. Uh, hi, Ocea. Hi, Ocea. Uh, hi, Blitzen. <laughs> He, I, he, he. 
And, and besides, I promise not to tell. And he is going out with another girl. Ah, uh, you see? What did I tell you, Mr. Colvin? Uh. Betty, I told you that Mel Blanks a scoundrel. Why, I'm going to break every bone in his body. Oh, Ed, gee whiz. Mel's in it. They're terrible theater. He's doing somebody a favor. But Betty thinks he's doing something. Let's sing Christmas carols. Here, my Mary. Kisses for you neath the mistletoe? Perhaps a breath of trouble scared off your bow. It's just too bad when that breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, catches up with a person. For it marks them down socially. So be on your guard. Do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. And now Mel Blanc joins the sportsman and Victor Miller in a holiday arrangement of Jingle Bells. thinks he's out with another girl. But actually, Mel has promised Willow Bradley he would play Santa Claus for her little son tonight. 
But no matter how much trouble he has, the wonderful thing about Mel is that he can always concentrate on his duties in the fix-it shop. Right now, his brilliant mind tackles the difficult problem of repairing a priceless violin left by a customer. Gosh, why did I ever promise Mrs. Bradley I'd go to her house? With skilled fingers and expert eye, he delicately tunes the sensitive instrument. Well, I'm glad I did. The most important thing I could do was make a child believe in Santa Claus. And now, having completed the masterful repairs, he gently places the rare violin under his chin, raises the precious bow, and draws it across the muted strings. <laughs> Nothing like classical music. <laughs> Gee, uh, I gotta run over to Mrs. Bradley's. Uh, I'll try to call Betty once more. Hello? Hello, can I speak to Betty? Listen, Blake, how many times, Joe, must I tell you Betty doesn't want any part of you? <laughs> but, Willie... All right, Willie, I'll talk to him. You know, you are going out with another girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, Blake, I never want to see you again. And furthermore, I would marry you on a bet. Oh, Betty, you can't, you can't mean that. You were going to be the mother of my children. Well, it's too late. Well, I don't mind about myself, Betty, but what am I going to tell all those kids? <laughs> Betty, if you don't give me a chance to explain, I'll drown myself. I'll go right out and throw myself in the reservoir. I don't care. Betty, do you realize you have to drink that water? You have nothing more to say to me, Mel Blank. Goodbye. Oh, who has time for petty arguments? I gotta go. Got a big job to do today. Uh-oh, here comes Mr. Cushing, my lodge president. Hello, Mel. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, what's the matter, mighty potentate? You're not looking so well. Well, Mel, I woke up this morning on my left side. Oh, what's so bad about that? That's the side that faces my wife. <laughs> get up, and there she is, yawning with her mouth wide open. I tell you, Mel, it's like living in the Rose Bowl. Oh, I don't know, mighty potentate. You can find beauty in every person if you only dig deep enough. Mel, I have no room in my garage for a steam shovel. And now she's got that new mine detector in the house. Mine detector? Yeah. Every time I put my hand in a purse for some extra cash, she yells, Stop! That's mine! What a woman. If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> but I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just that I've got no one to talk to. <laughs> well, so long, Mel. I suppose I'll see you totally <laughs> Well, well, I'm not going there, mighty potentate. I, I promised to play Santa Claus for Widow Bradley's boy, Bobby. Well, that's a noble gesture, my boy. Well, I can't stop to talk now, Mel. i got to go to Colby's, and I have to get a substitute present for my wife. Oh, but you told me you got her one last week. Oh, I did. I had it all Christmas wrapped. I tied a red bow on it, put a do not open till Xmas sticker on it, and I hid it under her bed. Well, don't tell me she opened it before Christmas. Yeah. During the night, she heard the darn thing ticking. <laughs> well, hello, <laughs> Goodbye, mighty potentate. A merry boo and a happy new ugger to you. <laughs> well, I've got to get a Santa Claus suit and go to Mrs. Bradley's now. 
I never thought it would get me in so much trouble, but it's worth it if I make that kid believe in Santa Claus. Gosh, Mom, let's go to sleep. It's 9.30 already. Let's not be so hasty, Bobby. What would you say if, if a man came down the chimney? I'd say, look, Mom, a burglar. Well, I'm going upstairs anyway. I'm tired. Night, Mom. Merry Christmas. Oh, just a moment, Bobby. I think Whoa, I... Oh, Dasha! Oh, Dasha! What's that first step? <laughs> Miss that first step. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Bobby! Hey, Mom, look! What is it? That's Santa Claus, Bobby. That's right, my boy. Just came from my igloo. Igloo? What's that? A Quonset hut made out of ice cubes. <laughs> oh, it was cold and barren, but I was lucky to get it. It was formerly owned by a veteran. Mom, he really is Santa Claus. I told you, Bobby, there really is a Santa Claus. Only one? Why, there are hundreds all over the world. In fact, I just came from the Santa Claus Convention at the North Pole. A Santa Claus Convention? Yes. You should have heard the Scandinavian Santa Claus. He said, By open him and he going to make all the little girls and boys very happy. So a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Smorgasbord. <laughs> then the Santa Claus from Scotland got up and he said, How I ever become a Santa Claus, I'll never know. All I do is give things away. <laughs> it ain't like me. <laughs> then the fellow from Italy got up. They have a Santa Claus in Italy, too? Sure, Giuseppe Claus. <laughs> he got up and he said, I got the worst job of all. It's a breaking of my back to carry this stuff. Every house has got to tan the bambinos. <laughs> I got to put on a more help. Either that or my sled, she's got to have a trailer. <laughs> and the Brazilian Santa Claus said to the convention, I hope you all have a very good Christmas and a happy new year. We're going to make all the kitties very happy because our slogan is, South America, give it away. <laughs> and then the convention was closed by the Russian delegate, and he sang... We mustn't ask for everything. You have your old toys. It isn't necessary for Santa to bring new ones. Oh, 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 that's quite all right, Mrs. Bradley. I have plenty of toys for Bobby. You have? Why, sure. I'll take them out of my bag. Here's roller skates, oh, a water how? pistol, a chemical set, and a hockey stick. Oh, now, let's see now. Yep, $11 worth. <laughs> Gee, Mom, we've got everything this Christmas. Oh, yes, Bobby. Thank you, Santa. I wish we could have a big party for you, Santa. Oh, that's quite all right. We're having a great party right here. Let's sing, huh? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride. I wonder what Betty's doing right now. Mr. Cushing explained everything. That's right, Mel, and I feel good. I almost feel good enough to go home and kiss my wife. <laughs> Blindfolded, of course. <laughs> Mel, my boy, you've done a wonderful thing. 
you wouldn't come to our party, so we brought the party to you. Oh, and here's some gifts for Bobby. Uh, Douglas Brown, didn't you have something? Oh, yeah. Here, Bobby, my boy. A hundred of them. And each one good for a soda. Gee, thanks, Mr. Brown. A box of straws. (laughs) Oh, this is so wonderful. Everybody's here. The mayor, the chief of police, the... Hey, where's Willie Murdoch? That troublemaker. I fired him. What's more, I was going to break every bone in his body. On, on Christmas, Mr. Colby? Well, I thought of that, Mel, so I just broke every other bone. Gosh, Betty, that was a wonderful party, wasn't it? You were wonderful, Mel. This is the best Christmas I've ever had. Yeah, except for one thing. You got me a gift, and I haven't got a present for you. Oh, that's all right, darling. I know what you did with the money. And I'm going to give you a hug for the hockey stick, for the water pistol, for the chemical set, and two hugs for the roller skates. (laughs) Why didn't I get Bobby that bag of jelly beans? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute, Betty. I do have a Christmas present for you. You do? What is it? Come closer. Oh, Mel. (laughs) Everybody's looking and listening. Listening? Where? Can't you see the microphone there? Oh, oh gosh. You can't do a thing around here without millions of people listening in. Well, we hope you keep on because we love it. Good night, folks, and a very Merry Christmas to you all. Be sure, be very sure that no little breath of trouble, you know, unpleasing breath, will come between you and your heart's desire. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, night and morning and before every date. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. As for cleaning, no dentifrice at any price will clean your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Easton, reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in the hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter.
Blank Show is written by Mac Benoff. This is CBS, Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> <laughs>